What do the coins even do? Man, that ramp is so long. Oh my god. A UFO stole my ball? How is that even possible? I wasn't even playing that long. I guess if I wanted to play pinball, I should have played real pinball, not Flipnik Ultimate Pinball. I mean, what was Capcom thinking? This game, it's just so weird. <sighs> but what's a girl to do in New York City when she wants to play some pinball? It's so hard to come by. I even heard it was banned for a number of years. I wonder if it's still banned. I mean, that would make sense. Any of the arcades that I can find, most of them don't have pinball. And the ones that do, well, it's usually off in some dark corner, really badly lit and not serviced at all. Nobody's ever playing it. And then there's that whole rivalry between video gamers and pinball players. I guess gamers are supposed to not like pinball players and pinball players aren't supposed to like video gamers, but wait. I like video games and I like pinball. Does that make me weird? Hmm. Well, I know who we could ask. This guy named Levy. He fixes pinball machines in New York City and he has a whole showroom filled with pinball machines from all different decades. He knows a ton about pinball and I bet he might even let me play some of his pinball games. So let's go ask him some questions. Come on. Hey everybody, Lumis Gamer here this week interviewing this awesome guy, Levy Naiman, who has a pinball showroom here in New York City. He fixes pinball machines, he knows a ton all about pinball machines, and we're going to talk to him today. I had heard that pinball was once outlawed in New York City. Do you know anything about you that? You heard correctly. Can you tell me the history of that? Um, uh, yes, I can. Pinball got big in like the Great Depression because it only took a nickel. Um, keep in mind, these games didn't have flippers. Bally started playing around with payout machines, um, which were basically gambling machines. You know, if it bounced in the right spot, you'd win 15 cents or something like that. Even if the games weren't paying out, um, when you win a free game, uh, the credit counter goes up. Plenty of places you could trade that for a beer, you could trade it for money. Um, so pinball got, I mean, not completely undeserved, undeservedly, but it got a reputation uh, as gambling equipment. People started to pick up on it as something they could, you know, I guess politicians were into it and, and anybody who felt like, uh, like starting a righteous group of some sort. And it got a lot, uh, outlawed in a lot of places, uh, including New York. There's this famous picture of uh, Mayor LaGuardia, I guess when he was running for office, uh, like, you know, smashing pinball machines with a sledgehammer. 
And they actually dumped hundreds of them over into the East River. Oh my goodness. Um, I can't imagine any other in the best shape now. So it's actually a graveyard for pinball machines, the East uh, River? Well, among other things, yeah. There's oh. plenty of things buried. Yeah. <laughs> the flipper was invented basically to counteract that. Um, the idea was, like, we need to introduce some skill into this if we want to keep doing it. In 1976, they finally legalized pinball in New York um, due to the tireless efforts of a guy named Roger Sharp, um, who took a pinball machine to City Hall and like played it in front of the uh, you know the City Council or whatever. But uh, it's legal now, so you know yeah, don't don't worry about. Uh... I like the color on that one. It's great. Yeah, this is one of my And you can see when you fire these things up, it's a big, pretty big production. Um, you're, basically, it's got to get in its reset state. So the drop mm -hmm. target bank's going to reset. Uh, the scores are going to go back to zero. Uh, your balls are going to go back up to five. This is from 71. They only made like four, four or 500 of them. Wow. Uh, and the main reason I like it is because it's got so many drop targets. And drop targets are just kind of cool for me. Um, All right, I'm going to nudge this time. Yeah, I'll tell you when. Okay. Uh, basically, the time to do it is when it takes this thing. Okay. And try and force it off that into the drop targets. This thing in the middle, you yeah. kind of want to avoid it unless these are lit. Um, the kind of okay. flow in this game is a circular. Uh -huh. You want to kind of send it up here, hit some drop targets, bring uh -huh. it out here, hit some more, and then come on back. Okay. And you're in business. One thing that I like is like flow. Um, I like when you can nail a shot and it feeds it to another shot and you can hit that. Um, again, like this, Star Trek, um, if you don't miss, I mean, theoretically, you can keep the ball moving forever. But on the other hand, um, if you're like, somebody who smokes a lot of pot, you might not want a game like that. You might want something which is more stop and go, where the ball goes into a hole, something happens, you can recollect your thoughts, and then the ball <laughs> gets uh, kicked out again. So something that I've noticed in some of the pinball games is that you have a little pin in the middle between the flippers sometimes. Yes. And sometimes it seems like there's less room between the flippers, and sometimes it seems like there's a ton of room between the flippers, and then no pin. And it seems very unfair. Can you talk about that? Well, first of all, life isn't fair. <laughs> uh, second of all, I would kind of compare it to baseball parks, how they're, they're all kind of different dimensions and all different shapes. If it has the pin there, it's probably there for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, for instance, the Terminator game I have, the ball will come down the middle a lot, so they've got that, uh, that thing there to help you bail it out. But what if there's like a ton of space and no pin? Well, what if there's a ton of space in the middle, but mm -hmm. there's, uh, those alleys are closed up on the side? You know, that's a trade-off, too. you gotta, you got to look at the big picture, okay. much like life. Well, not so much a push. You want to yeah. do more of a... Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't think you're going to be able to muscle again. It just around. feels so against my core, but I will... Just give it a whack. There you go. All right. All right. Out. I heard This is a little more uh, what I like to see. you got uh, your truck stop waitress. Mm -hmm. um, she's definitely, uh, you know... She's working it. Delivering her coffee with a smile there. Right. And, uh, <laughs> knows what else she's delivering to the truck drivers. Uh, it's a little dusty, but I think you can make the magic happen here. That. You see, again, different sounds, kind of different mm -hmm. action. I was going to suggest a slap save, but... Oh, there you go. Oh, oh. Okay, I need to be more Definitely intense. To, yeah, and uh, maybe, maybe a grunt or something. <laughs>
That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say that the I don't want to call pinball a sport, but the uh, it's not a hobby though either. Yeah, it that's... can be. What what would you classify? Honestly, I, I kind of go. I mean, it does exist, and it's, it's not really a sport. There's some people who try to say it is, but you know, I mean, I've seen some real fat people play pinball while smoking a cigarette and with like a beer in the other hand, and you know, is bowling a sport? You know, I don't know. I mean. I kind of think that anything you can do, like while drinking a beer, isn't a sport. Um, it's not really a game either. I mean, it's not exactly you know Scrabble. It requires you know uh, hand-eye coordination, and it requires a lot of reasoning on the newer games. You got to know you know how to plot a strategy. You don't just whack away at it. All right, now you got to start aiming a little bit. <laughs> okay. Nice. So you took out that whole batch of drop targets. Oh, they came back. They did come back. Oh, oh but uh, look, I got a. Thingy. You just got an extra ball. Woo! Nice. We so had our go. So you can see here your. Um, that's your match number. If that would uh -huh. have matched the last two digits here, you would have oh. won yourself a free game. A lot of our audience are video game players and definitely probably have played pinball, but maybe are not pinball enthusiasts. Would you call yourself a video game enthusiast? No, I wouldn't. Um, I, I had an Atari and I was huge into that. And I can still beat pretty much anybody at any you know Atari game. I'm very good at it. Missile um, Command even? Uh, that one, that game kind of bored me, but, uh, I mean the head-to-head -head stuff, all, you know, combat, you know, I will annihilate you. Um, <laughs> I never really got another game system. When they made the switch to the Nintendo-style controllers, I could never really get the hang of it. Um, I was used to the simple joystick and button, and it took me a long time to adapt to the, uh, these new controllers coming over from Japan. I just discovered Halo over Thanksgiving. It's very confusing to me, you know, there's, the, there's a lot of buttons on there. And I just don't know if I have the patience, mm -hmm. you know, to, to, to work with that. With pinball, there are two buttons. There are two buttons, maybe four, if there's mm -hmm. something special going on. Is there any validity to the pinball games that do come out on the uh, game consoles? Well, they're valid in that they exist, and they, uh, they, they do introduce people, I think, to pinball who have never seen it. I've played a bunch of them. The physics are usually pretty terrible. It's like the they just it just doesn't work right. And you just don't have the feeling of the, sure, the actual sure. cabinet. Yeah, you know? and you can't really nudge it, which is a huge part of pinball. You know, you're mm -hmm. moving it around to try to get it to do what you want. They might have a tilt button or something, but you know, there's obviously no substitute for the for the real thing. All right, uh, this here is Eight Ball, and uh, this is actually the second best-selling game of all time. Uh, I know it doesn't look that spectacular, but uh, when this came out. Mm -hmm. um, it was one of the first digital games. Uh, but what made this game huge is that it, it remembers between players. So if player one has, you know, a certain number of uh, balls that they've sunk, uh, it's going to reset for player two, and it's going to remember what each player has. Um, it's also got really fast action. Uh, nobody had really played anything like it when it came out. Anyway, you can give this one a whirl if you want. I'll uh, set a two-player game up. It's got a clear goal. You're just trying to, you're trying to get all the solids down. So if you see a lit ball, you shoot at it. The flippers feel even more responsive. Yeah, all the digital games were much faster. Mm -hmm. I like how you can feel the um, the bumpers like reverberating through the, the wood. You know, like on the newer games, I don't think you can feel that as much. That's true, and also you, know? you can't hear the ball rolling around. Mm -hmm. um, so now it's gonna like reset your solids, uh, your stripes. I'm sorry, your solids and I'm stripes. Okay. And again, this was just a huge deal because before that you couldn't do something like that. Um, this game, it's gonna remember which balls you've taken down. 
Uh, it's going to remember which balls I've taken down, which is going to lead to um, fierce competition. You know, especially in New York, there's definitely a um, small group of people who are fairly, you know, you, you'll get to see their high scores. They're fairly religiously following their new games around. You know, there's Sean the Storm Grant, oh, yeah. who you can usually see at 7B. There's uh, Crazy Al, there's mm -hmm. another lunatic. Would you say the subculture is mostly male-dominated? Um, yeah, but there's, there's some girls. Um, who do, I used to go out with a girl who was a fairly uh, accomplished. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, there's definitely more, more uh, men who do it. And I, I would say all the best players in the world are men. Um, but, you know, let's step up, ladies. You know, let's see it happen. Um, now, if a girl were to win a pinball tournament, would she be called a pinball witch? It's <laughs> uh, interesting. I've never, um, I've never uh, had that question posed to me. I've never even thought about it. Uh, I guess we just, is, is wizard gender specific? Well, I mean, in Harry Potter, you have witches and wizards. So I'm just saying. Right, well, if we're going by Harry Potter rules, then yes, I suppose. So maybe I could be the pinball witch. Well, I haven't seen you play yet. Well, pretty good well, uh, at certain games. And that's the end of your game. You actually defeated me. Yes! Uh, so, uh, congratulations. Yes. Sweet. I, I'm uh, magnanimous in defeat. Oh, it's cool. He'll probably kick my ass. In yeah, it's fine. I feel like <laughs> I lose a lot when I bring people up here to play. Maybe maybe my heart's not in or Maybe I'm just not that good. So, Levy, I just want to thank you so, so much for letting us come here and talk to you today all about pinball and stuff. And we learned a ton of stuff, or at least I learned a ton of stuff about like techniques and things, um, like the slap save, ah, yes. yeah, and the, the nudge, yes, and beautiful. yeah, and all the different kinds of pinball machines all throughout the ages. It's so, so cool. And you fix and repair machines. Uh, I do. Mm -hmm. um, if anybody's interested in the game, old or new, they can go visit my site. Uh, it's www.crazylevypinball.org. Uh, and I've got uh, inventory up there, pictures and prices, and, uh, you know, I'm more about the whole thing. And, um, you know, I hope to see you out there playing pinball and uh, visiting the bars in the East Village and, uh, you know, having fun. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. Awesome. So pinball games are games just as much as video games are. So if you see a pinball machine, give it some love, feed up some quarters, and give it a shot. Awesome. Well, we're going to go do some viewer mail, so uh, let's go do that. Come on. Excellent. Hey everyone, Little Miss Gamer here, and I'm here to do viewer mail with you this week from inside the apartment. Yeah, we were going to go out on location, but it's freezing rain outside, and it's really cold and wet, so I'm wearing my winter hat in commemoration of being outside, but we're going to stay in here where it's warm and dry. So let's get to it. Dear Little Miss Gamer, as a gamer who lived in the Rockaways, I was so happy to see viewer mail being read at Rockaway Beach. That was what we did last week. When I saw the familiar boardwalk, I was like, holy boop, that's my beach, he said. From one Queens resident to another, you couldn't pick a better spot to shoot, not even Shea Stadium. See you when I see you, Lance. Awesome. That is so cool, Lance. I'm so glad that it made you feel awesome that we shot in your home turf, you know? That's one of the things we try to do is go to different spots each week, um, obviously except for this week because it was so cold and wet outside, um, and shoot a segment that kind of reflects the area and also reflects the game that we're reviewing this week. So if you have any suggestions also for where we should do viewer mail, 
let us know. Uh, write to me at littlemissgamer at pbcproductions.com. Okay. Hey, Little Miss Gamer. Just watched the Star Tropics review. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. I only wondered why you didn't mention that there was a sequel for the NES. Was this because you didn't like the sequel? I played both games and enjoyed them, so maybe you should mention Star Tropics 2, Zoda's Revenge sometime, if only for informational purposes. Anyway, keep up the good work. Kevin, Mobile, Alabama. Well, Kevin, I actually do have Zoda's Revenge. Um, there were a couple reasons I didn't mention it. One, because I think maybe it should have its own review, possibly someday. Um, I haven't actually played the game very much, because I always thought I'll play that game once I beat the first game. I didn't want to give anything away, you know? And I've also had heard a lot of reviewers say that they didn't really like that game as much. So I didn't want to be disappointed. And I did want to finish the first game first. Which I'm almost there. I did save my uncle. I just haven't beaten the aliens yet. But um, at some point, hopefully in the next month or so, I will finally sit down and beat that game. And then eventually possibly do a review of uh, Zoda's Revenge. Dear Little Miss Gamer, the Star Tropics review was good. Thanks. <laughs> Special game inserts and extras are awesome. Older PC games had a lot of that cool stuff, like cloth maps. Look at Chad. Oh, Chad is doing the. <laughs> Chad's our camera guy. He just threw this at me. What does this say? This is a map that Chad got from the PC game Might and Magic 3. Oh, I know this map. It's hanging up in our room. So this is another inserted map that Chad got of Might and Magic 3, Isles of Terra. I love inserts. This makes it more real, you know? It makes the game feel like it's not just uh, a digital world. It can be interactive and be a part of your world as well. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to thank everyone so much for writing in. I really love receiving mail from people. Uh, I've been getting letters from all over the world, which is so awesome. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for reviews, please feel free to write to me here at littlemissgamer at pbc-productions.com. I'd love to hear from you. So, till next time, this is Little Miss Gamer. Keep playing. Yes. Look at that. I nudged. Brutally so. That was good, though.